Hey, thank you for listening to the Reclaim Media Weekly Podcast. To stay up to date with all of our blogs, our podcasts, and our YouTube videos, you can subscribe on our website, reclaim.media. Now enjoy this message. Today I want to talk to you about a subject that I know has infiltrated many homes, many churches, and many lives. I want to talk to you today about overcoming pornography. Now when we think of pornography, we obviously know that there are a lot of bad things that come with it. But there are also hidden things that happen when we become addicted or when we allow this to enter into our hearts and our minds. It infiltrates our minds and it begins to trick us into thinking different ways about relationships, about marriage, about sex, and about a lot of different things. There's an article I found on, on the website, fightthenewdrug.org. Your brain is a very hungry organ. It may only weigh 2% of your body weight, but it eats up 20% of your energy and oxygen, so resources are scarce up there in your head. There's some pretty fierce competition between brain pathways and those that don't get used enough will likely be replaced. Use it or lose it, as they say, only the strong survive. That's where porn comes in. Porn happens to be fantastic at forming new, long-lasting pathways in the brain. In fact, porn is such a ferocious competitor that hardly any other activity can compete with it, including actual sex with a real partner. That's right, porn can actually overpower the brain's natural ability to have real sex. Why? As Dr. Norman Doge, a researcher at Columbia University, explains, porn creates the perfect conditions and triggers the release of the right chemicals to make lasting changes in the brain. So basically what porn does is it gives a false satisfaction that can only be accomplished by repeating that habit over and over and over again. Now I believe sex before marriage is a sin within itself and there are many consequences that come with that. So we're not going to get into that today. But when it comes to pornography, it affects, again, it affects our relationships, the way that we think about the opposite sex. And it's something that we have to overcome. And so I want to talk to you about overcoming pornography. Step number one, one of the most important steps is confession. This is not always an easy thing to do. And oftentimes when we think of confession, it's like a scary word that we don't want to come face to face with. We want to find any way around confession. God, I won't do it again, I promise. God, I'm sorry. God, help me with it on my own. But confession is something that needs to happen. Number one, there has to be confession to God. We have to be open and honest with the Lord of what we've been struggling with. We cannot hide from God, so there's no point in even trying to. And 1 John 1, 9 says, If we confess our sins, He is faithful and just and will forgive us our sins and purify us from all unrighteousness. No doubt about it, viewing pornography is a sin. It violates our relationship with the Lord. But when we confess to God, He's faithful and just to forgive us of this sin that we've we've all struggled with for the most part. Now, some of you may have not struggled with it. Not, then maybe this video is not for you. But send it to someone that you know is struggling with it. So first, we have to confess to the Lord. Confess our sins to God. Be open and honest with Him of what we're struggling with. Secondly, we have to confess to others. James 5.16, Therefore, confess your sins to each other and pray for each other so that you may be healed. The prayer of a righteous person is powerful and effective. See, letting people into our lives, letting people into our struggles will give us a, a new strength that we didn't even know that we needed. I know that when we confess to God, there's forgiveness. And I understand that there is that relationship with the Lord that is the most important relationship that we have. But Scripture clearly tells us in James that if we confess to each other, healing takes place. 
Now, you may be wondering, why do you keep struggling with the same thing over and over? You may be saying, man, I, I go to God and I pray and I repent and I try to get it right, but I keep falling into this sin. I feel like I haven't been healed from this sin. Maybe it's because it's time to confess to somebody else. Maybe you got to find a close loved one. Make sure they're a believer that can guide you in the things of God. So find someone, someone that you trust, a, a, a man or woman of God, a leader, someone again who's trustworthy, who's a person of integrity. Find them and confess your sins to them so that you will be healed. There, there was a time in my life when I struggled with porn and the Lord, for years, he, for years, he pulled on my heart to confess this sin. Now, again, I was in church. I was in ministry. I was in leadership. I had all these things in my life that, that though there were reasons why I couldn't confess. And I would often say, God, I'll get it right. God, I'll try again. God, I'll try again. But there was this moment I remember so clearly that the Lord challenged me. I was married. I had a kid. And I was still struggling with this thing. And I remember it was me and my wife. And my son was with uh, his grandma at the time, and the Lord was burning it in my heart, confess to your wife. Now again, I've confessed to God, I've repented, but he was telling me, confess to your wife. And I remember in that moment, I didn't want to do it. I was scared and worried about how she might feel, what she would say, how it would affect our marriage. Little did I know that it was having a worse effect on my marriage when I was hiding it than when I would confess it. And I remember, the Holy Spirit again working in my heart. And I didn't want to do it. I said, God, is there any other way? Is there anything else I can do? But I remember this moment. It was this, it was this moment of confrontation between me and the Lord. He was confronting me of my sin, confronting me that I was hiding these things. And so I remember he gave me the courage. He gave me the strength. And I confessed it to my wife. And we talked about it. We prayed together. And healing in that moment took place, not just in my marriage, but in my heart. And I remember that right after that conversation, the Lord told me, you got to tell your pastor. Now, again, it was not easy. And what we often do is we create the worst case scenario, right? We say, well, if I tell them this and they're going to feel this about me, they're going to say this about me. And we're talking about overcoming pornography. It's not easy to confess. But the Lord told me, confess it to your pastor. Tell him what you've been going through. And it was hard. But I remember the next day I went to the church and I called him. I said, pastor, I've got to talk to you right now. Because if we don't talk right now, I'll never tell you what I need to tell you. And he immediately said, all right, let's talk about it. We went to his office. We talked about it. We prayed together. And again, God began to heal me of that thing that I was struggling with for years that I never knew how I could overcome. God began to heal me of that. But the story doesn't really end there. Because yes, there was healing, but there was still temptation. And there's still moments where I would struggle with it. And so the Lord began to tell me again, uh, he began to guide me in how to overcome this. So number one, it was confession. Number two, there was a covering that needed to take place. I had to set healthy boundaries in my life. There were things that I couldn't watch anymore. There were things that I couldn't listen to anymore. There were things in my life that I had to set boundaries around to, to where I would put myself in a healthy place, in a healthy position, and not run to temptation, but instead try to avoid temptation at any cost. 1 Corinthians 6 verse 18 says, Flee from sexual immorality. All other sins a person commits are outside the body, but whoever sins sexually sins against their own body. 1 Corinthians giving us some very practical advice. Don't try to figure out your sin. Don't try to just stand against that temptation. Now, again, there, there is a moment, there are moments in our lives where we do have to stand against temptation and we have to fight and we have to fight. But sexual immorality says flee from that. Get away from that. Set those healthy boundaries. A part of those healthy boundaries is establishing a covering 
over your life. Something that the Lord quickened in my spirit to do when I struggled with this. He said, he's told me to find five men of God and confess what I struggle with and allow them into my struggle, into my life so that I can have a covering around me, not just a practical covering, not just don't watch this, don't watch that. And again, that is good stuff. And that's that's the things we need to do. But it was about establishing men in my life that I trusted, that were men of God, that I know would help me and not just judge me, but correct me when I needed it. And I, I established those men in my life as a covering. And I encourage you, do the same thing. Confess your sins. Confess it to God. Confess it to a, a trusted leader or friend. Establish a covering in your life. Set some healthy boundaries and allow people in your life to pray for you and to cover you and to correct you. But a part of that covering is also building healthy habits in your life, a prayer life, begin to read the word. These are things that we need in our lives to overcome this struggle. This struggle is not something we just overcome one day and one day we're just free. No, it takes work, it takes discipline, and it takes some healthy covering in your life. And lastly, so we have a confession. We confess to God, we confess to others. There's a covering, healthy boundaries, healthy people in your life speaking into you, correcting you. But we've got to find the right cause. And this is something that I that it took me a long time to not figure out, but to kind of learn as I went. Now, often when I when I wanted to overcome this sin, it was it was for myself. I don't want to be like this, or it's for others. I'm I'm trying to lead and I, I can't struggle with this while I'm leading. And then it was for my marriage. I don't want to I don't want to ruin my marriage with this sin. And then it, it became a lot of other things, other reasons. But I remember having this conversation with one of my friends. And he begins to tell me like, hey, you know, those all those reasons are good. But our number one reason for overcoming this sin and for confessing it and getting covering and, and getting rid of it in our lives is, is our relationship with God. He has to be the number one cause for overcoming this sin. First Corinthians 6.20 says, For you were bought at a price. Therefore glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which... Our gods. See, God must be our reason for overcoming. God must be our reason for saying no to sin because it's, it's this relationship with the Lord that we treasure and we hold so close and dear to our heart that anything that would affect that, anything that would break that, anything that would distance us from God, we don't want that in our lives. And one of those things is pornography. So I want to overcome, not just to be a better person, not just to have integrity, not just to be a man of character, all those, all those things are good. I want to overcome so that I stay close to the Lord. And overcoming can only be done by being close to Him. Overcoming this sin and this struggle in your life can only be accomplished by the relationship with the Lord because the relationship with God changes our nature. And so when we're close to Him, the things that we used to like, we don't like them anymore. The things that we used to want to watch, we don't want to watch those things anymore because our nature has been changed by our relationship with the Lord. So again, we have to confess, confess to, to God, be honest with the Lord, ask him for forgiveness, repent of your sins, confess to somebody else, a trusted leader or friend. Then there's a covering, set up practical boundaries in your life, set up lock codes or whatever you need to do to get out of that phone or that out of that computer. And lastly, let it be the right cause. Let it be because you want to be close to the Lord. I hope this message blessed you. I know this is not an easy thing to talk about, but I want you to know that if you're struggling with this, you're not alone in your struggle and there is hope for you. Thanks for listening to the message. 
If you'd like to help us to continue to create content like this, you can sign up as a supporter on our website, reclaim.media slash donate. Thank you.